Greg Popovich. Played very well tonight. Great team defense. Did a good job. Kobe Bryant. Oh, indeed, basketball is hood. Jonathan Hood on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast and the Cabbage J Hood podcast feed or on Spotify. You can subscribe to Spotify, look for Under the Hood and the basketball podcast, and you'll be able to get content that you won't even get on the Cabbage J Hood podcast page. But as always, I appreciate it. It is an emergency podcast because we had news from the NBA. It's something else. Before I even delve into this, I think it's very interesting. That in the NBA, if you feel like you want to get up and do something else, that you want to be traded, and you say, I just want a different address, you can do that in the NBA. You can. You can do that in the NBA where you say, you know what, I don't think that management is doing what they need to do to help us win. I feel like, ah, you know what, there's some fatigue between me and the city. I just want to get up. James Harden forced to trade out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. Now, here's the thing. The power is in the hands of the NBA player, as you well know. It's a powerful system in the NBA. And if you're a free agent, that's one thing where you say, after free agency, I want to try my hand at something else. That's why I never blame LeBron James for going from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland, to Los Angeles, because when you're a free agent, you have a right to do whatever you choose to. But it is interesting to watch certain players in the league and say, you know what, I can't win here. I'm going to go someplace else. And not to rip the AAU, but it is the AAU culture. I need to play with other players that are as talented as I am to increase my chances to win a championship. Now, here's the thing. We can turn it back. 20, 30 years, and you can look at certain players that stay with one franchise forever. You think they want to leave too? You think they want a ring? I mean, people want championships. I will give this generation of basketball players credit. They want to win championships. And so James Harden felt that he could not lead Houston with Boogie Cousins and with John Wall, so he wanted to get up and leave. So this is why I got to do this emergency podcast because it was wild. The NBA never disappoints. James Harden goes to the Brooklyn Nets. The Houston Rockets get Victor Oladipo from Indiana. They get Dante Exum from Cleveland. Uh, Brooklyn four first round swaps. Three Brooklyn firsts as well. 22nd, 24th, and 26th. Milwaukee and Cleveland in their first for the 22nd pick of the draft. 
So that's the minutia of it. There's some draft picks in there. But Victor Oladipo goes from Indiana to Houston. Let's talk about Vic for a minute. Victor Oladipo was the man with the Indiana Hoosiers. He comes to the Indiana Pacers and says, and, and tried to kind of be coy about it, saying he wasn't sure if he wanted to be with the Pacers or not. And the Pacers knew. They're like, okay, you know what's best? We are going to make this move now. Victor Oladipo doesn't want to play for the Pacers, so the trade takes place. So Victor goes to Houston. That's going to be an interesting matchup with Wall, Oladipo, and Boogie Cousins. Steven Silas can work with that as a head coach for the Houston Rockets. Cleveland gets Jared Allen, solid player from Brooklyn, and also Torian Prince. Indiana gets Karis LeVert and a second rounder. So that's all happened. A four-team wild trade, but at the top of that trade is James Harden wanting out of Houston to go to the Brooklyn Nets. So let's go and hear from James Harden because the scuttlebutt was that James Harden, he, he was late coming to the team. There was video from TMZ Sports and other places, including uh, Black Sports Online with Robert Littal. Robert Littal was one of the first ones on it. Seeing James Harden out without a mask during this COVID-19, partying while the Rockets were waiting for him to come to camp. People were making fun of James Harden because he had a little bit of a dad belly. That didn't bother me. I'm just like, well, as long as when he plays, it'll go away. So that's not a problem, right? He just needs to get in basketball shape. And we've seen James Harden play, but James Harden's trying to figure out how he could play with Boogie and John Wall, and it just wasn't a fit for him. Now, remember, the Rockets were supposed to be uh, a, a real contender the last two or three years or more with James Harden, and it never materialized because James Harden fizzles out in the playoffs. He's one of the greatest shooters that I've seen in the NBA. You can look at the numbers and you could dispute that if you like, but the numbers speak for themselves. That dude gets Michael Jordan calls. Amazing, but it's true. Because he's got the ball in his hands a lion's share of the time. People don't like his basketball acumen because it's him with the ball in his hands, dribbling the shit out of it, and then trying to get fouled. So I, I totally get it where it's not appealing because he dribbles it you know, all the way down to the end of the clock. So I get it. But James Harden is a terrific player. But is he a one on a good team? And then we're going to delve into that. But let's first hear from James Harden. And also we're going to hear from Boogie Cousins because he had some things to say uh, before this trade took place. Let's listen to James Harden first, the beard. Not good enough. Um, you know, we just, we don't, we don't, uh, obviously chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, like I said, these last few games, um, they just, you know, from the, from the beginning of the game, it was just aggressive. Uh, vet, veteran team, obviously, uh, championship team, and, um, you know, one of the best teams that we have in this league. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. James Harden says, we're not good enough. I want you to think about that. We're just not good enough. I've given all my, you know, my love to the city or my heart to the city. And then he just bounces. We're just not good enough. I want you to think about James Harden as a player. The 
points that he's scored, the energy he's put into that Houston Rockets organization, we're not good enough. That's a shot at Boogie Cousins, a shot at John Wall. Also, he's got to look in the mirror and think, man, so I can't help this Rockets team win? Doesn't he believe in his own ability? He believes in his ability enough to shoot the basketball and be a ball a ball hog. And again, I don't mind James Harden being able to be a prolific scorer in this league. I don't care when he scores it. Um, I'm just looking at the idea that when you're in the playoffs, where are you, right? It seems like he is on full for the regular season. He gets to the playoffs and all of a sudden those shots start drying up. And that kind of offensive prowess that he brings starts to dry up when it really counts in the postseason. That is a problem. So that was pretty much an exit speech. And then here's Boogie Cousins pretty much calling out James Harden's disrespectful comments. Boogie. My interest in playing with John Wall, to be brutally honest. And uh, with that being said, um, the disrespect started way before you know, any interview. Um, just the approach to the training camp, uh, showing up the way he did, uh, the antics off the court. I mean, the disrespect started way before. So uh, this isn't something that, you know, all of a sudden happened, you know, last night. But with that being said, like I said, this is the nasty part of the business. So um, it is what it is. Um. Wow. Wow. So James Harden wants to bounce, right? That's one thing. You heard it right there. And then Boogie Cousins, of all people, level-headed Boogie. And you've seen a scowl on his face and the attitude when he's with Sacramento and just a totally different dude, right? He comes with the, yeah, I really just came here for John Wall. Not even for James Harden, for John Wall. And he laid out the whole disrespect for James Harden coming in late, didn't really want to be with the Houston Rockets, tried it, and says, we're not good enough. Wow. That comes from Boogie Cousins. <laughs> that says a lot. Well, let me break this down for you, okay? And don't forget, by the way, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook brings you the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast with me, Jonathan Hood. If you know someone who loves basketball, the only way to grow this podcast is if you share this. Tell someone. Leave five stars in a review. Whatever you got to do. But please tell people about this basketball content that we're adding to the Cap'n J Hood Podcast feed and also on Spotify for college and pro basketball. Thanks so much for doing that. So let's break down this trade. So James Harden traded from Houston to Brooklyn. So, and we're going to get into the Kyrie piece of this in just a moment. So James Harden doesn't need the ball 100% of the time. He can play off the ball and get to the rim and be able to get to the foul line. That's what he does best, getting to the foul line, getting to the rim. Yes, he can shoot from three pretty well. But the point is, though, is that you look at this Brooklyn team. On paper, okay, it's Kevin Durant, it's James Harden, it's Kyrie Irving. That's the new big three, coached by a neophyte as a uh, head coach in Steve Nash. That'll be interesting to see how that all works out with Steve Nash as a first-year head coach. But, you know, coming into this deal, right before the deal, I looked at Brooklyn as having the deepest bench in the league. I think it's the Lakers now after this deal. But 
Now, Brooklyn has no Karis LeVert, which we'll break down in just a moment, no Dinwiddie. Uh, and so now you're looking at Jeff Green, a veteran, Shamit, Chioza, DeAndre, uh, TLC, Prince. So it's a decent bench. But I tell you what, a lot of the minutes and a lot of the production has to come from this big three in order for this to work. So that is one piece of this. So before I move on to the other parts of this deal, um, and again, on paper, I think that this is a top three team in the East. It makes you th think now, what's Philadelphia going to do? Can they stand Pat or will they go after Bradley Beal from Washington to be part of that Philadelphia mix? Would you trade Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons? Just want you to think about that as a potential deal because Philly can't stand still. Milwaukee is supposed to be the class of the East, right? With Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now you're just jockeying for position to find out how can you beat Milwaukee four games out of seven? How can you beat the Nets now four games out of seven with a healthy Durant and James Harden? And if Kyrie is part of the mix. So speaking of Kyrie, let me get to this part of it as well. We're going to hear from Stephen A. Smith, who was talking about Kyrie Irving. He was on first take uh, on Wednesday morning talking about this. But before we hear from Stephen A. Smith, you know, there's some guys, there's some women, but there's some guys that don't feel like they want to talk, right? Especially guys. I'm a guy, so I know what this is like. Sometimes you just don't want to communicate. Your significant other will say, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you just don't want to talk, right? We don't want to be able to communicate enough to um, to be able to say what's on your mind. Kyrie Irving just ghosted the Nets, just left, just went away. I saw the stories on TMZ Sports and ESPN about how that Kyrie Irving went to a party without a mask. That's his choice if he believes in COVID-19 or not. That's not the conversation. But while his Nets team, teammates are playing, he's out partying at a birthday party. Cool. Fine. That's not good for the Nets, but that's what he chose to do. And then he was uh, in some meeting while the Nets were playing with a politician from New York. Like he's doing his own thing and just walking away from the team where Steve Nash has no answers of where he is and what he's doing. The Nets organization with no answers to where Kyrie Irving is. You have to communicate. There was talk that that Kyrie Irving was so upset about what happened in uh, at the Capitol where there was Trump supporters that were storming the Capitol. We all know that story, how they broke into the Capitol. These the thugs, the those those rabble rousers, those uh, that felt that um, it was best for them to make their voice heard at the Capitol. He's, they said that Kyrie Irving was mad about that. And I'm like, OK, so. If that's the case, again, you have to communicate that to the Nets. Stephen A. Smith has some thoughts on this. I think Kyrie Irving should retire. I think he should announce his retirement today. Clearly, you don't want to play basketball bad enough. 
Now, you might still want to get the $33.4 million, obviously, uh, devoid of uh, some of the docked pay you'll receive because uh, you've, you haven't complied with uh, safety protocol measures. And as a result, the league is going to determine when you come back instead of yourself uh, or taking personal leave and obviously forfeiting game checks or whatever the case may be. But still in all, at the end of the day, you know what? You're still going to get, you know, in excess of $20 million at the very least, even though you're on the books with $33.4 million this year. Kyrie Irving has has not prioritized basketball. I'm not saying he doesn't want to play all altogether. All I'm saying he hasn't prioritized it. And how fair is that to the Brooklyn Nets? How fair is that to Sean Marks? How fair is that to Steve Nash, a coach that he endorsed bringing on board, a coach that he wanted, a coach that he fully supported? How fair is that to his brother, Kevin Durant? Now, we can sit up there and say what we want about Kevin Durant, temperamental and all this stuff. This brother is a superstar and answers the call the way superstars are supposed to answer the call. Whenever he can play, he does play. That's who Kevin Durant is. He loves playing the game of basketball. He can play it for a lot of money because he's so great he commands it, or he play for free. But he'll play, he'll play anywhere because that's who he is. And Kyrie Irving repays you and repays the Nets organization by skipping games for personal reasons. You're violating safety protocols. I know you were dancing with your sister Asia, and I get all of that, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But the times that we're living in, you know the last thing you need to be caught doing is being in a crowd of people without a mask on. You know that's going to raise red flags. It's going to make the NBA step in. Uh, safety protocols and measures are going to obviously be discussed and probed and whether or not you violated them. You know all of this stuff. You don't care. You don't mind missing games or anything. So guess what? This is what Kyrie Irving is saying. Basketball is not a priority to me. Nobody, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, Allen, Joe Harris, Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni, and the rest of the coaching staff, Sean Marks, none of them deserve this. The owner, Joe Sa, he doesn't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Kyrie Irving, until you want to play, you should retire, forfeit every penny you make, retire, and go do what you want to do in regards to these issues that are clearly most important to you until you are ready to play. And my last point, Max, is saying this. If you know anything about Kyrie Irving, one of the people he loved, and I hate to bring this up, but it's unavoidable. One of the people he loved so dearly was the late, great Kobe Bryant. Kyrie loved this man, and he loved Kyrie, okay? This is a person that you respect and wanted to emulate. If you know anything about Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant had a multitude of interests. He was always doing something. Missing games, when healthy, was not one of them. No matter what Kobe was doing, no matter what, even if he wasn't necessarily 100%, he didn't miss games. This is ridiculous. And, 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 and you know what? He just needs to retire. He just needs to retire. Some strong words there from Stephen A. Smith from ESPN on First Take. He says that Kyrie should retire. All I know is this is that what Kyrie's doing is wrong. If you do want time off, you need to tell the Nets. Um, because you just can't waltz back on the floor and just be like, hey, boys, I'm here. It's almost like, and I'm not really into a lot of speculations, I definitely don't do hot takes, but it's almost like the Nets said, hey, Houston, we'll take James Harden because we don't know what we're getting from Kyrie Irving. 
But I could have told you that before Kyrie came to Brooklyn. Kyrie and KD. KD is a little sketchy. I don't understand why someone so great is concerned about people on Twitter and fighting with people on Twitter. And Kyrie, he's always been awkward. I've heard the stories. I know the stories of Kyrie Irving. But I know he's talented. But if you're not interested in being with your teammates, that's wrong. You have got to be able to be there with your teammates no matter what. If you have issues, communicate. And I know I'm a guy. Sometimes it's hard to communicate, but you should communicate. That is for sure. The rest of this deal. And again, Kyrie Harden and Durant, that's going to be tough for any team if they're on the floor healthy and can be able to play together. There's only one basketball. Who makes the last shot? I think it's pretty easy. KD is the alpha dog on that team. Someone, though, as you well know, with these big three situations, when you have a talented team, someone has to shoot less. Is that Kyrie? Is that James Harden? That's the thing they got to work out. The Cavs get Jared Allen. I think that he is a supreme defender. The Cavs have a young core trying to figure out who they are. But Jared Allen provides a real nice defensive presence for the Cavs. So that's good for them. As far as Indiana is concerned with Karis LeVert, Karis LeVert, I remember watching him at Michigan, and that is a major bucket getter, a major bucket getter when he was with Brooklyn. The thing that you want for Karis LeVert is to stay healthy. He's had a foot issue, and I think that this is an upgrade over Victor Oladipo. I don't I know Pacers fans are going to be like, well, boom, baby, boom, baby, where's Victor? Why do you want to leave? Look, he wanted to leave because Victor Oladipo is not a one. Okay, uh, uh, he he had the entire team on his shoulders and it just I know that he wanted out because he said he didn't say he wanted out, but there was always a speculation that he wanted to go elsewhere. And there was that speculation that Victor was talking to teammates or, or his opponents on the floor and saying, hey, can I come play with you? Fine. Victor Oladipo going to a different address. I think it's fine for the Pacers. If Levert can stay healthy. There's a guy there that can pay dividends. Uh, but here's the thing, Pacer fans. If T.J. Warren was healthy, along with Karis LeVert, along with that core, man, now we're talking about a top five, at worst, top six team in the East, right? But T.J. Warren's hurt, so that's you know that's a little bit of a setback. But Karis LeVert, when healthy, man, he's a, a can be a superstar in the making based on how many buckets that he gets. Uh, on a regular basis. And um, so I, I look at that and I just think that I look at these this trade and then from Houston's standpoint, we got to get to Houston's standpoint. So with the Rockets, Steven Silas, he does not have the covered bear at all because he still has Boogie. Clearly Boogie Cousins, that's a different Boogie than we all know, right? Boogie Cousins is like, yeah, I didn't come to play with James Harden. I came to play with John Wall. And I like John Wall, uh, and I think that a healthy John Wall can definitely help the cause for the uh, for the Houston Rockets. That is for sure. But now that you can uh, add what they have on this roster now, I think that they're going to be pretty good. So I look forward to seeing what this new Rockets team looks like. I was very concerned that Steve Stephen Silas, a young coach, would be have the cupboard bare. But I think that they can be a fun team to watch. Let me take a look at the starting five. So it would be Oladipo, Cousins, Wall, Eric Gordon, and Christian Wood. Now, I did 
G League games for the Windy City Bulls on the radio side uh, through Illinois Media School. Some people know that, some people don't know that. I've done that the last couple of years. I was working the G League games for the Windy City Bulls, and I saw Christian Wood with the Wisconsin G League team. I went to Oshkosh and called some games with Ryan Fahey. We did the games together, uh, and Christian Wood can play. I saw him in the G League set. I said, what? Sometimes you see a G League player, and you're like, what the hell is he doing here? That guy should be on the on the main roster. And I always thought of that about Christian Wood. So he earned the right to be um, uh, in a regular rotation with this Houston team. Uh, but the Rockets are, are really good. Just keep in mind something, too. Keeping something in mind when it comes to promises. You never get on social media and promise a fan or promise management or promise anybody anything. Going back to September 2017, James Harden tweeted that I will be a rocket for life. I promise I'll be a rocket for life. September 2017. Things change. Circumstances change. I get that. But you never make promises, right? It's business. We know sports is business. So the idea that James Harden just lays in bed one day and says, tells a fan on Twitter, oh, I'm a rocket for life. Well, I mean, it's the NBA. And when you feel like you want to move on to someplace else and you feel like that you can't carry the load or if there's too much pressure carrying a load for a team, then you leave. That's just the bottom line. So that's exactly what happened with James Harden. Harden forced his way out. And now we'll see how that works with the Nets. All I know is that James Harden went about this wrong. Getting to the strip clubs and coming in late, unprofessional. You know, pressure bust pipes. That's why you can say whatever you want to say about LeBron James. You can dislike LeBron James or whatever, but and LeBron James left when his free agency was up in every contract. He didn't force anything. He just was like, my contract's up. Now I want a different challenge. So why is LeBron James gets much maligned on social media and whatever? That guy's never just said, you know what? I can't win with this team. I'm up. He left when his free agency was up, which is the right thing to do. As always, the Under the Hood basketball podcast is brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. From collegiate to professional sports, the sports calendar is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in all the action that with DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players a chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. All you got to do is bet $1 any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. Download the top-rated DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now and use the promo code WMVP when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds in any football game this weekend. That's at Casino Queen Sportsbook for DraftKings. Must be 21 or older, Illinois only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has got a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. And of course, if you are a basketball fan, college or pro, get on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Download the app. Look around that app. Find something for you. There's, they've always got great deals and odds boost on there uh, for you, uh, the basketball fan. Okay, so next on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, we'll talk some college basketball. Did you see what happened with Michigan? 
Juwan Howard, Chicago Zone. His team is, wow, is a juggernaut. They beat the hell out of Wisconsin the other night. <laughs> like, like Wisconsin was nobody on the floor. It was amazing. So we'll talk to our guy Tyler Aki. We'll get him on and talk some college basketball. That's what's scheduled next. Unless there's some other cr- crazy trader breaking news. But this was an emergency podcast we put together. As always, tell somebody that John the Hood talks basketball. The Under the Hood basketball podcast is on Spotify as well as the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, part of the Cap and J Hood feed. Tell people to check out the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, uh, the leader in one day fantasy sports, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. I look forward to hearing from you on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show, 7 to 10 a.m. Central on ESPN 1000 and also on the ESPN Chicago app. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast, and we'll have another edition soon. More basketball conversation right here on the Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Thanks so much.